This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now! Hello, happy happy Monday? Well, <laughs> you know... I'm really, I'm really hesitant to say those words because especially when the clocks sprang forward. They did. And and it's kind of amazing that we're still doing this. I really wish we would just make a decision that we're either keeping it or not. Mm. And sorry to say, but fuck New York and fuck Quebec. We don't need to be on yeah. the same page as them. It would be preferable. Absolutely. It would minimize a lot of complications if we were all on the same page. But I'm sick and tired of New York State and Quebec dictating when I go to bed. Screw them. Let's just do it, Doug. Doug, you've got to just say, we've, we've tried. We, <laughs> come on, Doug. Make it happen, Doug. You already passed the law in 2020. It's just contingent on Quebec and New York adopting the same. Screw them. We're tired of waiting. Make yeah. them come to our time. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you, obviously. How many times do we have to adjust clocks and have this conversation? Like, it's crazy. But am I wrong? You'll know. Am I wrong? Or did I not see that? They're actually discussing this, and I think it's New York specifically. I don't know about Quebec, but New York was apparently this. Now they're focusing on it. Like, yes, no, for sure. This is on on our list of things to do. We're going to make it happen. Is that a new thing, or did I read that, and that was something that they've been saying for a long time? Yeah, when we passed the law, it was always contingent on Quebec and New York doing the same. And I thought Michigan as well, but apparently we're ignoring Michigan. Fine, we don't need them. Hey, listen, the whole country's on different time zones. Halifax is different from Quebec City. Quebec City is different from uh, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan's different from BC and Alberta. That's just the way it is. We should just have our own time, and if people want to come along, which I'm pretty sure they will, mm. then let them. But we don't need to wait anymore because it's been long enough, three years now. Let's just move on with it. Agree. And and what's going on with the roads? Is there all kinds of cars crashing into I'm each other? Because that's always the warning we get from the OPP. <laughs> we do this. There's another thing that you and I talk about every year. It's like, careful car crashes are on the rise. Insurance companies say, look out, watch out. I don't know that that's the case. And I'm not sure if it changes that I don't know. Less people are probably on the roads today, too, because spring break has begun. Which is here, great. Which is good. So I don't know if that would make it less likely or more likely. I'm sure people are more tired today, maybe. But I bet you we wouldn't see the effects of that until, like, the drive home. You know what I mean? Like, as we record this podcast, the morning commute is finished kind of thing. I think, like, the drive home today might be that time where you're just kind of pooped. I think people should be vigilant at all times anyway. One thing that sure. is definitely not going society's way is an improvement in our driving skills. And generally, the more you do something, the better you get at it. It's the opposite with driving. The more you do it, the more casual you get. And frankly, I don't feel safe most of the time. Daylight savings? Eh, it's just another day where at any given time, somebody could be tired or not paying attention or full-blown sleeping. I don't know. Uh, be careful out there, but I mean, let's not change our lives too much here. Let's stay on daylight savings and let's let let life go on. That mm -hmm. I think would be preferable. I think so too. And if we could not do the Oscars at the same time as the time change, that'd be good too. I was actually kind of enjoying how boring it was last night. It was uneventful. Nobody yeah. got beat up or slapped. There was no controversy. For the most part, they kept the political shit to a minimum. I thought that part of it was pretty good. It was really just about the movies. 
I wanted to watch more, but 8 o'clock was then 9 o'clock. I know. So you had to go to bed early. I know. I had that exact same feeling, Scott, and I was like, I'm not tired yet, though. I'm not t- Okay, but I should. Like, holy cow. No, I, I just realized what time it is, and even though in my mind it's that time, it sucks every time. By the way, I hope that they're saving the drama. Simu Liu is saving the drama for tonight's Junos, and I don't often... I mean, I used to work for the Junos, for those who don't know. One, one time, by the way, one year. It was Calgary. It was 08, and I did marketing for it, and great, fine. Has nothing to do with what they do now. A lot has changed since then. But I'm usually like, ah, it's all right, it's fine. He went off yesterday on was it yesterday or the day before? It was Saturday, I okay. believe. He was on his way out to Edmonton. Yes. So Saturday he started doing what a lot of us do, bitching about Air Canada. And he was doing it on Twitter, directing it at Air Canada, not giving my first thought was I wonder if they sponsor anything for the Junos. Sometimes, <laughs> well, sometimes Air Canada does, but I don't think he gave a shit in that moment. I could sense his anger. He's since deleted the tweets, which did. That's when I. That's what I meant to look up this morning was if Air Canada was any type of sponsor for something that he was a part of here that he didn't realize, and that's why he deleted it. But otherwise, I don't think you should delete it. Simu, listen. I don't know if you listen to this podcast or not. I'm a huge fan, by the way. Great Canadian guy, making it big. He's got a beautiful house in in the hills. Um, I know because I watched Selling Sunset and he bought a really great property there. He's doing great. And he's hosting the Junos tonight. I don't even know. You're too good for the Junos. There, I said it. But he's doing it. Not That's great. Canadian roots. Go ahead and bitch about our Canada. Yeah. Because we all agree with you. Um, I'm not sure the specific issue that he had or if it was many different issues that he had. It was the staff, though, specifically that he mentioned. He said they were rude and evil. And that a ton of people were responding to him saying, yes. I've experienced this as well. And sometimes it might take someone of celebrity status to really um, to really highlight that. I don't know. Do you wonder, though, if, if the airline companies read those tweets and do anything or care? Well, I think they probably read them. And there's probably a, a, a certain amount of emails that get forwarded back and forth like, ah, fuck, here's another celebrity no, that no. thinks we're assholes. And, and <laughs> because it, and, and, and I'm glad that you mentioned that, though, because. I think it was even this, it could have been this calendar year, there were a couple of celebrities who took Air Canada that, that were like, you guys have the worst airlines in the world, Canada. Like, yeah. this is weird. And it was, but then we all, like, we all tweeted at that person, and I forget, I wish I remember who it was. We all were like, just so you know, if, it, if you flew Air Canada, we know. Air Canada is the worst. There's other airlines, even the discount airlines that are better than Air Canada is, in our opinion. Like, take WestJet next time, it's a little bit better, you know, whatever. Oh, hot take. See, for me... I love Air Canada. Do you? And and I know that they have their challenges, but I've tried them all. And overall, Transat is where I've had the least amount of issues. Their club class is always very roomy and it's good service, especially if you're going to Europe. Transat's great, but they don't fly a lot of places. Air Canada goes everywhere. Air Canada also has aeroplane miles, which mm-hmm. can be pretty effective. They also have the Maple Leaf lounges. And I think those are great. All you can eat, oh. all you can drink. Oh, yeah. The people who get to use them will definitely tell you that's the best. Honestly, if you fly a lot, it is worth every penny to get an Air yeah. Canada Club membership. So I don't necessarily hate on Air Canada specifically, but I do realize there's a lot of work to do. Uh, back in the, I think it was just a couple months ago, uh, the bulk of the complaints was they lost all the, the luggage and equipment for our World Junior Hockey team. And there was all sorts of shit that happened. And some of it in their control, some of it not. I don't blame Simu Liu, though, for going after them, because if you've had a bad experience, call them out on it. And you're right. A lot of people have had bad experiences. I've never had good luck with WestJet, personally. Okay, Anytime yeah. I've flown them, there's been an issue. It's been a long time since I've flown WestJet, now that I think about it, though. 
I did. I've done a lot of the, like the discount airline. I've come. I've I've gone out of Waterloo and Hamilton. I'm I'm going out of Hamilton soon. I don't mind that because you get what you pay for for sure. Like I know that I'm not going to get fed and and even receive drinks on the plane. I don't care. I will sit and and be by myself, my own little bubble, having bought whatever I bought at the convenience store before I left. I don't care. I'm good. I've never flown Porter, but they make a big deal uh-huh. out of the fact that they've got upscale regular class no up no no what is it no first class yeah that's what it is uh so upscale economy i've heard that they're good Port but it's great again they don't go to a lot of different destinations no and also you're stuck with leaving from because i did this before i had to kind of stay down i feel like i had to stay downtown toronto because driving into downtown toronto at the time my flight left was a bit of an issue so you could incur some costs that way but Porter itself, very cool. Now they're flying out of Pearson as well because they've got jets. And for some reason, Toronto Island Airport still won't allow jets to land. That's a little strange to me, but Mm. here we are. Uh, Porter, fine. The discount ones, I like the fact that you can get a cheap flight. But I find that a lot of their promos are very gimmicky. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, yeah, we're doing Toonie flights. Great. If you want to fly at midnight on a Tuesday from here to Gander, Newfoundland, it's not great destinations. Hidden fees, too. A lot of hidden fees, or at least it feels like there's more in those, too, right? Yeah. And you know what? I mean, they have to advertise the all-in price. Well, they should actually advertise the all-in price when they sell a flight. And frankly, if you must select a seat, then that's part of the fee. If I didn't have to select a seat and pay $50 and just took whatever I was assigned when I got to the airport, that's one thing. But if you have to select a seat, it's part of the fare. Build it in. If it costs you to bring even a a, a backpack on the flight, build it into the cost of the flight then. Yeah. It, it's kind of annoying the way they operate. And, well, I mean, as some people found, not as stable as you might think. Now, I'm not going to put the blame on Flair in particular here. But they did have four airplanes seized on the weekend. (laughs) That was a weird story. (laughs) One at the region of Waterloo Airport, which is great, by the way. Two at Pearson and one in Edmonton. These planes were supposed to take a plane full of people down south and then come back with a plane full of people who are returning. They got stuck. And Flair did their best. They tried to arrange alternate flights. They told people, hey, if you want to rebook on Air Canada or WestJet or whatever, we'll pay for it within seven days. I think they did everything right. They also swear that they were only a couple days behind on their payment. Just like you or I with a car payment, this is the same thing, except they happen to have a half a billion dollar airplane that belongs to a hedge fund in New York with a leaser that's apparently got a lot of credit and capital here. I don't understand how you can repo an airplane on the tarmac from another country after only missing a payment by a couple of days. I don't know. To me, it was very like mafia-esque yeah. when I heard it. Like, I know that's not the case. And hey, if you miss out on a payment on a plane, on a, on a jet... That seems like a pretty substantial amount of money. It's not like you missed out on a car payment, which maybe was like $200, $300, $400, whatever it might be for you. But missing out on one of those payments is probably a, a lot of money. But don't they give like a warning first? I thought they would have. I mean, even with your car payment, if you owe around. RBC for your car payment and you're a couple days late, yeah, they'll phone you. They might send you a letter. They might even threaten to repo it. But I feel like it never happens that quickly. They just up and took the planes. But isn't that a bad look? For, okay, essentially they're investors, right? Yes. Like this is what I can't understand. So these hedge fund people, is it a group of people, like a collective kind of thing? Right, yes. Okay, so they're investors in this but then how does it make sense that they're making them look bad by doing this if their job is to kind of invest in them because when 
people on the outside hear flare, repoed flights, they took the whole fucking plane. People might be less likely to go with flair. Isn't that the opposite of what, the, what these hedge fund people want? I don't think they care. Or do they just not give a shit? It's just about the dollar. I think it's really just about the okay. dollar right now. But I mean, also worth pointing out, this was a massive weekend with huge financial implications. So maybe as investors, they just got jittery. The U.S. government says they took extraordinary steps on Sunday to stop a potential banking crisis. After the failure of the SVB, the Silicon Valley Bank, they've assured depositors at that now failed financial institution they will be able to access their money today. The announcement comes amid fears that the factors that caused that California-based bank to fail could spread throughout the entire banking industry. It's 2023, and I remember the the banking crisis when banks were failing, and oh my God, we got a mortgage crisis, and the government was, we're going to bail you out. How did we end up right back here again? It's a weird situation because if you've been paying attention for the last six, seven, eight months, all of Silicon Valley is laying off staff like you wouldn't believe. The tech companies, the mm-hmm. Facebooks, the mm-hmm. sorry, Meta, and and uh, Google, Google laid some off too, right? Yes, yeah. Twitter did, Microsoft did, and then some of the ones that even have Canadian implications as well, like Shopify and places like that. Mm-hmm. They've all been laying off tens of thousands of employees, and I couldn't figure out why. I didn't know what was up. But I have to think that now that we found out the bank that loans most of these people, their day-to-day capital, failed. The bank went tits up. Something's going on here that we don't know about yet. And I haven't put my finger on it, but all these things have to be connected. And I'd like to know what Google and Microsoft and Meta and all those other companies knew when they started laying off all those people that now we end up in a position where the bank that finances them is done. Yeah, it's that it is a strange one because at first we started hearing and it made sense to me at first because companies are using it less, right? Using some of these things less or or opting to to do stuff in different ways. So that cuts down on the amount of companies using their services, which in short has them dropping some jobs, right? That are not needed. But I don't know if I buy that anymore. You know what I mean? Cuz it, it would be a domino effect. I'm not sure if that's it. Or like you said, if there's something more to it. Friday, uh, Thursday, sorry, Fox News put out a story. Experts are fearing a massive collapse of the stock market. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know if the stock market's going to collapse, but stuff like this makes investors very jittery. On top of that, for no apparent reason, the Canadian dollar has been dropping like a rock for about three weeks now. At first, I thought it was just the bank trying to gouge the middle class that's taking their kids on vacation for spring break, but there might be something more at foot here. I don't know what's going on, but it seems like this whole thing is a house of cards and it could collapse at any time. I'm actually really worried about the economy right now because as everyone knows, we've got massive debt around the world. Governments have racked up so much debt. The banks should be in okay positions, but I don't know. This is a big one to fail. Yeah, I agree. It is. It's a scary potential peak into the future. Potential. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. 
You know what I wouldn't mind investing in right now? What? The Blue Jays. Uh-huh. What they announced on the weekend was nothing short of brilliant. $20 general admission tickets for the outfield areas of Rogers Center this season. For those who don't know, the Dome has been undergoing major renovations. They wanted to modernize it. They wanted to make it look and, and be a little more consistent with some of the other parks in Major League Baseball that are more of a fan-friendly experience. And they wanted to create what they call neighborhoods. Neighborhoods. Within the stadium. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense. Five levels. It takes you like an hour and a half to walk all the way around the Dome anyway. It's a long walk. So you might as well have neighborhoods like a small city. So now... I thought it was just going to be buy your tickets and then you can go and use the lounge. You can go and stand on the WestJet flight deck or in the uh, viewing area on the 500 level and see the whole field. No, the whole plan all along was to sell general admission. You don't get a seat. You're not going to have an assigned seat. You're basically buying standing room. But there's so many of these little neighborhoods throughout Rogers Center that everybody's going to have room. You can get a high-top table with a bar stool and watch the game. You can stand at the flight deck. You can go to the viewing area. You can get tickets right behind the visitor's bullpen and get a great view from the 200 level. Mm -hmm. All kinds of different options for $20. I think it's brilliant as well. I totally agree with you. I was really happy to see that because I think about my options in the summertime in Toronto. So usually, and last year I did. So my family and I stayed in Toronto once and we we all agreed, like, let's do this again more a couple times. There's lots of different things to do downtown Toronto with your family. Ripley's is one place we like to go. The other thing is a Jays game. Our biggest problem was always... Okay, we get seats. We have to sit down the entire time. Little kids sometimes, they don't like to sit down for long periods of time. Even though you're interested in the baseball game, they might want to go check stuff out. So I end up walking around, even before kids actually, I ended up walking around the dome anyway and checking things out. I think it's brilliant on their part because they are going to get more people interested in in that last minute ticket, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't have tickets to the Jays game, but yeah, for 20 bucks, get me in there. Let me feel that atmosphere. Let me sit down at a high top and grab a beer. It's smart because they're still going to make money, even though the cost of a ticket might be $50. That's at, let's say like an okay ticket. Not great, not terrible, but let's say it's 50 bucks. Sure, they could make that much on a ticket, but they're not even guaranteed anyone's going to buy anything. You get in for 20 bucks, maybe you're you're likely to buy some food while you're in there to buy the merch while you're in there and the consent, everything goes a long way to making the dome money. So financially it makes sense. It's more inclusive. And I think inclusivity is key for a lot of people who can't afford to go to a Jays game. This helps a lot. I think that they would love for everybody to pay 60 to $80 and buy a seat, but they know it's not realistic. Yeah. And I think it's aimed at people like us. We're not going to go. We're just not going to go and buy a seat. It's a pain in the ass to get there, and, and it costs a fortune. And blah. unless you get great seats, you've just got okay seats. This is good. For yeah. Rather than making no money off of me, they're going to make 20 bucks for me to get in. They're going to make 10 bucks every time I want to buy a beer. They're going to make a couple of bucks every time I want a burger or some nachos or popcorn That's or something. That's about $16, yep. They're doing so well with this. <laughs> for and sure. My friends and I used to do the same thing. We would go online and buy the cheapest resale seats we could find with no intention of ever sitting in those seats anyway. Mm. The whole point was get there and go to the WestJet flight deck and take in a great view from center field. Yeah. This just makes it easier for everybody i think it's good and i think the dome is probably at times going to have more people standing than sitting and i think they're okay with that that's kind of the way baseball's going these are big stadiums they got to find a way to fill them and if 20 bucks does it it does it but one thing i will say 
if the Jays truly want to get something done, if they really want to make Rogers Center the place to be all summer long, and I'm not just talking about those Saturday games versus the Yankees or Red Sox. I'm talking about the fucking Tuesday game against Milwaukee yes, and shit like that. Exactly. Please, please realize where you are. You are in the heart of Toronto. Front Street is busy. And there needs to be a go and a TTC stop at Rogers Center. The subway should stop there and so should the TTC. It's almost, yes, uh, go, sorry, is what I meant to say. They've got to find a way to make it easier. If I come in from the West End, I'm coming in with four or five guys to watch the game. It's stupid that we have to go right by the Rogers Center, get off at Union, navigate the tunnel, and then get all the way over to Rogers Center. Or Uber, or you end up just spending more because you're Ubering to the front, to the close to the front doors you can possibly get. I hope that when they design this new Ontario line or that when they consider future expansion for Go and for the TTC, they're looking at the option of putting in a stop at Rogers Center. There's up to 50,000 people up to seven days a week that may be going mm-hmm. there. It makes no sense that the train doesn't actually stop there. Yeah, I know. it is. It is strange, isn't it? Um, nonetheless, I think it's great to have those, those extra options so that if you find yourself there for other reasons, you might be more likely to go see a game and it's fine when the weather's good. I was going to mention too, it's fine when the weather's good. Like I don't mind a lot of walking that I wear the appropriate shoes I need to wear and that's fine. And I know I am walking downtown, but yeah, those odd times where it's like the weather's not good. Like I just am, I would opt to say, let's forget it completely. Like if the weather's bad, okay, we're not going to Toronto this weekend because I know what I'm in for. I don't mind the walk from Union to Rogers Center. I'm on the walk from Union to Rogers Center when I know there's a shit ton of walking once I get there afterwards, plus the walk back to Union. So uh, hopefully they can get that done. I have to think they've thought of it. And if they haven't, guys, there is a multi-million dollar idea. I don't feel, I do feel bad for you. No, I do feel bad for you. Oh. I kind of want to laugh a little bit because I feel like karma is coming back to haunt you. I just want to catch everybody up. For those who don't know, my refrigerator stopped working last week. And I'm, I don't know if I'm an anomaly, a unicorn or something, but I've never bought a fridge. Never once have I gone to a store and said, show me your fridges and I'll pick out the one I like best. Because every time I bought a house, it came with a fridge that was perfectly fine. Well, now my fridge died. So I had to go looking. And Kat, who has recently bought new appliances, had a thing or two to tell me. And she inadvertently conned me into. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, didn't con me. (laughs) But she strongly recommended certain features that I needed. And when you add up all those features, you've got yourself a beautiful, modern, state of the art refrigerator that you can see into when the doors are closed and it plays music and it's got Wi Fi. And you don't have to open the fridge to get the condiments out because there's a window you can just reach in and grab them and. It's real neat stuff, but it wasn't cheap, but I did it because I didn't want to come back to Kat and say, I cheaped out and bought the least expensive one. I'm so glad you got the cool fridge. I honestly, but what I was serious with you though, and I know it sounds saleswoman-y, but I'm not a salesperson, but it makes sense for you to get all of those bells and whistles. That is a place where you enjoy. Anyone who's a listener knows Scott's a foodie, right? Oh yeah. I mean, you spend from what I can tell, a lot of time in the kitchen, preparing things, getting things ready. Why would you not provide yourself with the best tool possible to aid you in that? 
Good point. Do you know point. what I'm saying? Like, Thank you. You're still it's, selling it's me. It's worth it. I'm glad you bought it, but it's wor- <laughs> it will be worth every penny. Give it a few months and you're probably going to be like, okay, a minute, cat. What would I What would I do without this fridge? It's going to change your life. Well, before I tell you why karma has come into this equation, I'll tell you what's going on with my place. I bought the new fridge, yeah. but I can't get it delivered until this coming Friday. So I've been living out of the bar fridges in my house, and then I'm actually using the garage to keep stuff cold. All right. And outdoors. Good old-fashioned outdoors. I've got food in my barbecue, so the raccoons can't get it, but it stays cold. Great. Okay. It's a good time of year for your fridge to break, at least. Tell me Could about have been it. worse. It could have been a lot worse. So I'm trying to use up everything. Last night, I had a whole chicken that I wanted to roast, and I wanted to, again, use up some produce so it doesn't go bad. So I made the most bizarre thing that turned out to be amazing. Quick recipe here. I was making stuffing for this chicken, and, and I did it the same way I would do any other stuffing, yeah. but I didn't have traditional ingredients. So I made a stuffing that had red pepper, bok choy, Fresh garlic, okay, onions, and oh, I had some chili peppers as well. Fried up all the ingredients, dropped it in the stuffing, made it all. It was lovely. Seasoned it, stuffed it in the bird, and then I had so much left over that I almost made like a little casserole out of the leftover stuffing. God damn it, it was good. Yeah, sounds great. When is the Food Network gonna call? Like, don't we fucking own it here? I thought that this was our company. I. Guys, call me. I can make some shit happen for you. I can do a show on how to cook when you have no refrigeration in your home. It's <laughs> impressive. But now, after Cad advised me to get the most expensive fridge you could possibly buy, now she's got an appliance problem. I can't believe this happened at like the same time. Just as I was like talking you into stuff, now I have to figure out what to do. My washer. I was, I was doing a load of laundry, as I usually do on the weekends. Threw it in the wash. Came back a little while later. It's in the mudroom. So I was in the mudroom anyway. And I'm like, what is this? Puddle on the floor. Well, that's strange. Maybe something's caught in the machine was my first thought. Something's caught in the machine. It's got to be it. Pause, put it on pause. Checked it out. No, I don't see anything. <gasps> There's a tear. There's a tear in the seal. Oh. And we were like, shit. How did that happen? Was it I like have, a zipper that caught it? Or? I have no idea. That's the thing. There was nothing caught in it. I just noticed it was very slight and it was dripping like pretty slowly, mm-hmm. like not very much. So I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to keep the cycle going. I just could throw a towel down. We're not wasting soap not, and water. It was already like half washed. I need to finish this. So I, so I finished it off and I put a towel under it and I was like, shit. The problem I have is actually, I don't know if it's a problem or not, Scott, because I fucking hate that washer and dryer. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Yeah. I've never, like, like you with the fridge, I've actually never selected my own mm-hmm. washer and dryer. My very first house, it was a new build. It came with the appliances. You really couldn't pick unless you wanted to upgrade. And I was 23. I wasn't upgrading anything. So that was that. Moved into the second home, already had it. Moved into this home, already had it. But I've I kind of fucking hate them. And I think that they know that I hate them. I kind of fucking hate them. Listen, and listen, I know this is first world problems. You're going to listen to this and be like, cat, people have bigger issues in the world. I know. But let me tell you my fucking hate for these. So let me give you an example. Let me, let me set this up for you. So in my mudroom, I've got like a counter and cupboards and everything. And the washer and dryer are underneath the countertops. The problem is whoever bought these didn't give a shit to try to measure them up to the counter or vice versa. So these things stick out. I'm not kidding you, like a half a foot, maybe a full foot from the counter. 
little cat here can't even reach the fucking top cupboards Aww. because I ha- I it's literally kind of adorable. Ha- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have to literally climb over these things to get to my like my fleecy and shit like that because I can't reach it because these things stick out. They're so bulky and annoying. I don't even know how old they are is the problem. They could be five years old. They could be 12. They could be as old as the house, which is 11, 12 years old. Right. Is Like, what's the life of a washer supposed to be? I don't know. Should I just th- take this thing out to pasture and fucking shoot it? I don't know. Should no, I you should put it on Facebook Marketplace <laughs> saying... Uh, <laughs> May leak? May leak works well. Works, <laughs> works well. Somebody else's problem. It's under the used good category. Is it used not so good? I don't know what category to put it on. But Satisfactory condition? The dryer's fine, but the problem is you can't you can't replace the washer and not replace the dryer, right? That looks wonky. And I know, again, I'm going to go back to first world problems, cat. There's other shit happening in the world. I fucking know. But I don't want to buy a new washer and then look at that hideous dryer. I don't want to do it. So I'm at the point now where I'm, even though I know, some, by the way, people were texting the show this morning. They're so helpful. Our listeners are the most helpful people. Hey, I know this person. Call them. They'll take a look for a hundred bucks or whatever it is. They'll assess and let you know if you should fix the seal or just get rid of it. I don't know if I want to hear that they'll just fix the seal, though. I feel like I'm not going to want that answer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to want them to say, yep, nothing more we can do here. You know what you yeah. want. You want them to tell you, go buy a new machine. I fucking hate it. Like, my husband actually laughed because he knows I fucking hate them. He's like, oh, you've been waiting on this. Did you cut the seal? <laughs> I was like, maybe. <laughs> maybe I but I don't want to spend money on it. Like anybody else, when, when appliances go, that isn't the last thing you want to spend money on. It's like doing your roof. Ew, we have to spend that much money on that shit, but we also use it all the time. It never happens at a convenient time is the reason. It's not like you just won $50,000 and you can allocate $10,000 for a new washer and dryer or $5,000. I don't even know how much that costs. Well, I know. I was looking at prices. Yours is probably going to cost (laughs) $10,000. No, I was looking at prices to figure out. You you can get deals and it depends on what you get, but honestly, for, for the two, it's usually in the range of about three grand, $3,500 for two of them. Again, if I replace one and then I just have to replace the other one, what if I mismatch? You're going to have such an interesting interaction with the salesperson when you go in to buy because the conversation is going to go something like, yeah, I need something big enough to wash a duvet, but small <laughs> enough that I can reach the fleecy. <laughs> <laughs> the newer ones. This is why I think this one's old, though. It's got like that bubble look. You know what? It's a front load, by the way. Front load washer. I think we've all figured this out because I said if there was a counter. But you know how there's like the older ones have like the big bubble? Like it was cool at one point to want to see the laundry stick out from the laundry, like from the machine. Oh, you know what I mean? I know what so you mean. So it's a big yeah, like yeah, yeah. bubble. I walk past now and I go, when I go to Lowe's or I go to anywhere that sells the appliances, I'm looking at the washer dryer going, why can't I have that? And they're nice and flat and sleek. That's what I want. Can't a bitch get a flat, sleek one? Huh? Oh, a bitch can. A bitch might. You- <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling a bitch is going shopping today, actually. A bitch might. I might get it faster than your fridge arrives. If that happens, I'm going to burn that place to the ground. Uh, We're at time already, and we still have the replay of today's Missed Connections coming up. We don't have time to cover the Oscars stuff today, but I think that's all right. We covered it on our radio show. did the right people win? Any surprises or disappointments? I think Jimmy Kimmel was good. Jimmy Kimmel was fine. References to the slap, that was fine without saying it straight on or naming any names. I think it was okay. I I think it was kind of like a meh year. We're back to it kind of being meh. I was really happy for the crew. I've never even seen everything everywhere at all, all at once. 
But I was like just genuinely happy for the entire cast who basically all won Oscars last night. Yep. Thrilled with that. That's great. Michelle Yeoh seems like a good person. I don't even know if I've seen a movie with her in it, but I was just rooting for her for some reason. Brendan Fraser winning for The Whale made me happy because I just like him. I think he's a genuine cool dude. Um, nothing that was really, I think, disappointing. Tom Cruise didn't show up. Apparently, he was busy with Mission Impossible. James Cameron didn't show up. Apparently, that's ego-related because he didn't get a nod for Best Director. That was pretty much the most drama you had. That was it. How does he not get a nomination, though? He came out with such an epic task. Well, he had to create this movie. It cost $2 billion, and he had to break even. He did it. Scott, if it took you 12 fucking years to do a job <laughs> that you should have done in a couple... You wouldn't get a fucking award either. This guy took way too long to make this movie. Albeit it made money. It was profitable after the hit the $2 billion mark. But I think maybe they assessed that way too and thought, this director took way too freaking long, man. The iPhone had just come out when the first movie was here. <laughs> and he said he was going to do a second. It's been that long. Wow. Perspective. Have a great one, everybody. We will see you right back here tomorrow with another After 9. Stick around for the replay of Missed Connections in just a sec. Bye. There is a trend on TikTok of people eating oranges in showers claiming that it reduces stress and anxiety. But if you're comfortable filming yourself eating in the shower, I would argue you don't have enough anxiety. <laughs> A burglar in the UK was identified after leaving his birth certificate at a crime scene. <laughs> Forget leaving at a crime scene. Who walks around with their birth certificate? Right now, police are on the lookout for a man who weighs seven pounds, three ounces. Officials in Berlin announced that women will now be allowed to go topless at the city's pools. But officials also said to be aware it's not going to be the ones you want. <laughs> Connections. Missed Connections on the Scott and Cat Show. Hang on one second. Somebody moved the piano. Again? Yeah. Don't, don't they know, know when why, Monday is? I don't know. Why, why would anybody move my piano? Can you help, help him out. Can you help him move that? There you go. Hang, hang on a better? second. Hang on. A is little bit good, more. Good, good, good. Yeah. Okay. Sounds okay, we're good. good. All right. So Missed Connections time is where we tell you the stories of people who have had an encounter in the past and they can't find each other now, they've gone their separate ways. One is looking for the other and told the story online. Here we go. I feel like either of these would have been fun to just witness, honestly. The first one, we're gonna take you to the LCBO in Ancaster. Oh, lovely. What's going on, Ancaster? This is a man for woman. I imagine that's a busy place. <laughs> you, long hair, attractive woman. You had a cart. You walked past me with your cart a couple times. You had about seven bottles of wine in your cart. You looked up at me. I was staring at you, not judging. I just think you're beautiful. You felt my presence and said, I'm having guests over. Well, wish I was invited, but I think I lost my chance. Didn't mean to creep you out, and I hope to connect with you again. Lot to unpack there. First off, when you go into the LCBO and grab a cart, you mean business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a party! Just so everyone, this isn't all for me. They should just put a sign on the cart that says, I'm having a party. <laughs> Don't judge. Or, mind your own business. <laughs> 
Hey, listen, nobody likes to do continuous trips. And if you're going to go through seven bottles of wine in, I don't know, seven days, 14 days, 21 days, you get it all at once. So you save yourself a couple of trips. You don't need to judge somebody based on how many bottles are in their cart. Bottles of wine are heavy, too. Like, even if I'm buying, like, two or three, like, I have people over, I buy a few bottles. I'm not going to hold that in my hand. Have you seen some how long the lines are sometimes? Yeah, it's crazy. I'm not going to hold that. Let's talk. What do you think I am? Exactly. You're not. I'm going to get a cart. Superman. You can't <laughs> hold all those bottles. <laughs> but let's talk about the people that look in other people's cart at the LCBO and start judging. Thank you. And to know, by the way, like, I know he said he wasn't judging her and maybe he was just trying to hit on her. That's fine. He found her attractive. But how did he actually come to the conclusion of you had seven bottles of wine? I think you did kind of creep into her cart a little bit. How did you know it was seven? Did you, you were count counting. Them? He was obviously counting them. Uh, listen, whether it's wine, beer, spirits, it doesn't really matter. Mind your own business. Mind your business. And by the way, trying to pick somebody up by pointing out how much they drink is probably <laughs> not the best place to start. No. Could have gone a lot of other ways. LCBO actually is probably a great place to, like, pick up. Oh. There's good, there's good practices, right? Like, you could say... Hey, could you mind help? Do you know anything about this? If they're in that section, like, do you know a lot about reds? Because I i don't know much. Or, hey, do you do you know your gin? Because I need to buy some for a friend. There's lots of different ways that you can try to make your way into a conversation. But staring at them until they have to point out, I'm having guests over. Leave me alone, creeper. is not good. <laughs> you have lost your chance. I do agree. It's a good place to start a combo, particularly about wine. If you can get that conversation going in the wine section, boom. You might even get invited over for a glass. I like having conversations with the people that work at the LCBO, honestly. They're, they, they all seem like a good time. Like, they all seem like fun. Like, I'll sit there and I'll be like, dang, these bottles are pretty. And then we have, a, like, a conversation for 15 minutes about wine bottles and how they look pretty. One of the things that I love about the LCBO is some of the staff, particularly the people in charge of ordering in what gets stocked at that store, really want to talk to you. They're actually very engaging. And if you go up and say, hey, how come there's not a lot of California Merlot right now? They'll give you a big detailed explanation. They'll offer to order some in for you. They're really helpful. Yeah. Not if you're trying to pick them up and point out that they've got an alcohol problem. <laughs> that, that's kind of a non-starter, dude. <laughs> the next one is called the Express Route Thursday. Uh, this, I believe, is a man for a woman as well. You came to the front of the bus door today. You were saying something to some guy standing outside the door. I heard you talking, but couldn't figure out what you were talking about. It got louder and louder. Finally, you told him to eat a donkey and gave him the finger. <laughs> As the doors closed, you turned and rolled your eyes. You have a, such a strong, vibrant presence. I wanted to say hello, and I wanted to tell you you're pretty. If you read this, describe who I am. I was the guy that said, Wow. <laughs> when, you, <laughs> when you passed by me to have a seat. Wow. Wow. That's all he got. <laughs> wow. Well, in all fairness, it's not very often you hear somebody say, eat, eat a, a donkey. donkey. And then give well, the finger. Right. Was it the whole donkey or a specific part of the donkey? That's <laughs> what I'm a, wondering. This might have been edited slightly. <laughs> Just think about it. You, I think you know, but I can't say it. Eat a donkey. Okay? You know. I know. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you extremely aggressive. <laughs> the way that he put it was you have a strong, vibrant presence. 
Strong vibrant yes, presence. That's yes, an interesting way yes, to put it. Yes. And what was the initial dispute over again? He, he, he couldn't hear it. He wasn't, he wasn't close enough. Listen, if you're going to have a fight publicly, do it loud enough that people around can hear. Because we'd like to hear the details. Since you dragged us into it anyway, I kind of want to know what's going on. Tell us the information before you tell them to eat a donkey. Okay? Excuse me. Everyone gather around. Back, Quick backstory. Here's what happened. Now I'm going to tell him to eat a donkey. He bumped me with his backpack. Started with that. <laughs> eat a donkey and flipped him the bird. And somebody found that very attractive. Very attractive. There's someone for everyone, Scott. It certainly is.